I'm fighting darkness. I'm losing. Be patient, ma'am. You'll find a day to massacre them all. How was I to know that she would take my word literally? Welcome to Avant Bard, a podcast where two theater nerds explore the highest highs and the lowest lows of works inspired by that upstart crow himself, William Shakespeare. My name is Megan Charlotte, and I use she, her pronouns. And my name is Matthew James Marquez, and I use he, him pronouns. And today we are talking about the 2017 joint British and Indian produced film, The Hungry. Written and directed by Bonila Chatterjee and produced by Microwave International and Cinestan Film Company. The Hungry is an adaptation of William Shakespeare's Titus Andronicus because Megan likes to be gross and have us cover a film in which people eat people around Thanksgiving. She just likes it. It makes her happy for some reason. Yummy, 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 I got love in my tummy. This year, I'm giving thanks that I don't have to eat people. <laughs> I am not Army Hammer. I give thanks that I got to nap. Really though, Megan, let's do some avant-barde giving thanks. Oh, okay. Do you want to do it at the end? You want to think about it a little yeah, bit? Yeah, let me think about it. Okay. The Hungry transposes Titus Andronicus into the corporate world of New Delhi, India, amidst two families with complicated relationships with one another. The film was given a festival run at the Toronto International Film Festival, also known as TIFF, but really hasn't seen traction since, which I think is a shame, because I think that this film looks nice and neat and good. That's all I have about the production, because there is nothing about it that I can find. Not even budget. So, Titus Andronicus. So, there's a lot going on in Titus, but a lot of it isn't in this film, really. So, I'm going to try to transpose it down, and it's really hard for me, because Titus is one of those plays that I don't get to talk about enough. So, Titus is a general who's lost, like, 17,000 sons in war, and he captures Tamara, the queen of the Goths, who they're against, and is like, aha, let's kill her son for the deaths of my sons. And then the emperor Saturninus is like, actually, what if uh, we do that, but then I marry her? And basically from there, things go bad for everyone. And they're just kind of in this little war against each other, Titus and Tamara to keep hurting each other more. Uh, some horrible, horrible things happen, and not the most horrible is Tamara ends up eating her sons in a pie, and then everyone dies. I think what most people forget about Titus Andronicus is that he grinds their bones to make the flour for the pastry dough. Yeah. Which I don't think would make good pastry dough. I mean, the good thing about it is it doesn't really need to rise mm. too much, like... He's just like, eh, here's a crust. But the pie's supposed to be delicious. Yeah, back in the olden times, delicious. Oh, that's when, like, you could just have pie. And you put like... a seasoning on it, and they're like, what? Is this salt? Rome had a lot of... No, Rome yeah. did have a lot. This is, we're not talking about We're not talking about England. Rome. I mean, we're not... Yeah, we're talking about Rome. So it would be like... It's still, though. 
It's olden times. All right, Megan. Before we start... You're interrupting my acting corner for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because otherwise I might forget. So before we start any further, while I'm thinking about the terrible things that happen in Titus Andronicus, I need to give a content warning for this film and what will be discussed in this episode. So content warning, drug use, violence, violence against women, guns suicide, and cannibalism. I think that's everything. If I missed anything, I'm really sorry. But if any of those subjects are something that you really do not want to hear about, feel free to skip this episode. We will see you when Thanksgiving is over. Marquez's Acting Corner. I'm only going to talk about three individuals. Nasiruddin Shah plays Tahagat Ahuja, our Titus Andronicus. He is a veteran of Indian cinema, starring in over 100 films. That's a lot, Megan. That is over two a year. He has three National Film Awards, which we've discussed in previous episodes, is akin to, like, the Oscars. And three Filmfare Awards, which is like akin to the Golden Globes in America. Maybe it's opposite. I I don't actually know. But they're They're big. big. And the Indian government has honored him with both the fourth and the third highest civilian awards for his contributions to Indian cinema. Dang! Tiska Chopra, who plays Tulsi Joshi, our Tamara is another well-regarded actress having received two Filmfare Awards and is like a brand ambassador for a lot of well-known products, which I just like mentioning because I just imagine she's just like Triscuits. But in India, like you just see a big billboard with her beautiful face holding a box of Triscuits and you're like, I want to buy Triscuits. She's Jamie Lee Curtis being like, pooping is great. (laughs) Yes. And then Megan, a surprise one. Siraj Sharma plays Tulsi's short-lived son, Ankur, and he was the main character in Ang Lee's Life of Pi. What? Yeah. They killed him, Megan. Yeah. He survived being in a boat <laughs> with a tiger Just named... to get killed like this. He survived Richard Parker, that carnivorous island, and then he just got taken out like a punk. They killed him, Megan. Spoilers for this movie. Spoilers for the first scene. Yeah, that's it, Megan. There are other actors in this film as well, but there are so many, Megan. There are too many actors. Shall we begin? Yeah. The first thing we see is birds. Birds. Dirty, disgusting, filthy, lice-ridden bites. What do they mean, man? I don't know. We also see pigs. Yeah, then it's just kind of like animals. Anyway, we see Tulsi, and she's just like, Oh, Encore, I'm so proud of you. You're so good at your business. Doing so good talking to the Americans. Jirag, why are you such a layabout? You don't even have nice clothing. She doesn't even wear a suit. One of them is a good son, and the other one, is a bad son, like the movie Good Son. Oh. Sorry, I want to say I only said Good Son because uh, in the first, like, 
15 minutes of this film, I had a hard time placing who was who and what their names were and what roles they matched up to in Shakespeare's Well, yeah, because there was a lot of little, like, vignette-type moments. I was like... And they didn't really, like, say people's names. They just kind of said relationships. They're like, mom, son uncle and we're like so i'm like is tulsi titus is this a female titus because here's the thing both of them lose sons yeah so you could it's all possible you could be very confused about who is tamra and who is titus because they're like two sides of the same coin like batman and the joker (laughs) so Ankur is sitting in on a business thing with this guy named Pudar, and I, I, we don't really know who that is. He's an important man. And it's New Year's. It's a party, but it's mostly a business deal. Like, the party is really a reason for a business deal. Then Ankur's making out with a girl, and then he gets a call from Uncle, and then he goes back to the meeting... And he's, like, talking about the a, business. A, a cool plan for seeds. Yeah, and he's just like, this is the India of my generation. Like, he seems like a great leader. We cut to Tulsi, and she's flirting with this guy, Sonny. We cut back to Ankur, and he is writing a suicide note with a gun pointed to wait, his wait, head. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Did we miss something? Nope. Okay. <laughs> And his suicide note is just like, Mom, I'm so sorry. Take care of Chirag. Daddy and I love you. And then we see him get strangled to death with a bag. And we don't know who did this. Yeah. We cut back to the party. Everyone's like, countdown. Three, two, one. Yay. And Tulsi's like, yay, what a great time. Where the heck is my son? And then she runs and she finds him and he's staged in a bath with a slit wrist. So it looks like he committed suicide. He was strangled. There would be marks on his neck. Wouldn't there? No, because it was it wasn't really strangulation. It was more asphyxiation. Okay. because it was with a plastic bag. bag. Yes, you're right. But wouldn't you No, because you wouldn't investigate it because it was a suicide. But like if investigators took a look, wouldn't they know? That the blood was not flowing through his body as much if he slit his wrist after After. he was strangled? Wouldn't they know from looking at it? So here's my assumption. That they paid off the cops. That they didn't call the cops. Mm. They were just like, take him to a morgue. This is my son. He's dead. And they could have paid off the mortician to falsify a death report. they would not want that in the news. No matter what. Yeah. Anyway, he's dead. There goes Life of Pi. And it is now the future. We we don't know how <laughs> far. Present, two Megan. years. Two, oh, right. Well, yeah, yeah. That was the past. This is the present. Sorry. <laughs> it's the future. It's the future. The robots. No, okay. So two years later, Tulsi still looks sad, which is very fair. Fair. She just carries around the suicide note everywhere, which is also Rough. very sad and fair. And... She is getting married to Sonny, who she was flirting with at the party. He wanted to toke up with her. He did. Because he's a guy who tokes up. Yeah, he's a drug man. We're getting all of this through, like, news reports and two older guys talking in a car. (laughs) Yeah, they're just like, well, isn't this very interesting, all of this 
plot details that we're giving out? I'm not sure if I like this plot detail. And then the other one's like, I've made this other plot detail work. The gist is, is... Mr. Ahuja. Mr. Ahuja just got out of jail for doing fraud, but there wasn't enough evidence. And the other guy in the car, Arun, arranged the marriage between Sonny and Tulsi and gave her a prenup so that she wasn't taking too much or like that. Yeah, because Mr. Ahuja is very much like, I don't think this sad woman is necessarily a great idea. Because here's the thing, the Ahuja family runs this seed business and Tulsi and her family own like 52% of the shares. So on on the surface, it's like we're making it just one family owning this business and running it. But if something were to go wrong... For some reason, that could end poorly. So they're getting ready for this marriage. And And they're being served elaborate food at the, it's not even a rehearsal dinner. It's like just the feast that's served because Mr. Ahuja is back. So they're kind of all like having a family sit down dinner just celebrating that fact and we meet a bunch of people there's loveline which is the girl that ankur was kissing at the party and she's a daughter of mr ahuja and she's got a guy who's rude who's who's stupid so yeah a few things established here Loveline is mean to Tulsi's age because somebody calls her like a beautiful bride and Loveline is like, well, she's like 42. Girl, that actress is the brand ambassador for many popular brands in India. Take it back. We learned that Mr. Ahuja is a very good chef. Yeah, he makes this custard and gives it to Loveline and Loveline's like, ah, cool, I see the symbolism. It's a sun for Sunny with basil, which is... I guess called Tulsi. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cute. Would it taste good? I assume so, because he's a great chef. We learn that Sonny is very into cocaine. He loves it. He does cocaine. He gives a speech. It's very awkward because he's very cocaine-fueled. He's rambling. And and we do get like a lot of information from this rambly speech about how it's like, oh, well, my dad's great, except he does get drunk and yell at people and doesn't like me, never liked me, like this marriage, though, likes them getting married to Tulsi. That's good. Let's just see how it turns out. He was arrested, but they didn't get him. Like, he just... Yeah, it's a lot of, like, gotta talk about subjects that the family would say, don't talk about that in your speech. And he's like, I'll reference all of those. And Loveline is just like, oh, great speech. I'm gonna interrupt you right there. I'd like to have you continue, but let's let dad speak. And dad's like, I'm glad I went to jail because I lost weight. And also I got to think about how much I loved Tulsi's father. We were brothers from another mother. And now we're all a family for real on paper. And that's great. great. And now that you're marrying Sonny, Sonny could actually lead this company. But then we cut back to two years before and we see Mr. Ahuja on the phone at the party just being like, what if things are going so badly, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, he's involved with something going on. I wonder what that something going on could be. I don't know what you're talking about. Then we cut back to the present and Arun 
is kissing Tulsi's neck. Macking on her. What? It's Aaron and Tamara, guys. We knew this would happen. <laughs> His name is Aaron. Oh. Yeah. Aaron. And then he's like, give this little druggy bag to Sonny. <laughs> I assume it's poisoned. Why would you think that? They but all love each other, really. They just want- he just wanted to get the best cocaine possible for the guy that is marrying the woman that he is making out with. Yep. We also get a small scene about them signing business papers, which I guess is important. Tulsi's just like, okay, a sign here, a sign here. Yeah, it's showing that she actually does have a good amount of control in this business. Like, she is important to it. And we get to see Padar again, and he's just like, oh, good work, Tulsi. We like business. Sonny's dad, even though he said that Sonny would be the next leader of the company, honestly is super mean to him. Yeah, and he also loves yelling at servants for doing things incorrectly. Oh, oh, but guess who comes up when he's yelling? The other son, Chirag. Tulsi's other son. Bad son. Bad son. And I was like, oh, he cleans up real nice. Okay, here's the thing, man. When he pulls up in the car, it must be a different actor. Because in the car, he looks pretty hot. And then he gets out of the car, and he looks not unhot, but less hot than he looked in the car. That's how I feel anyway. Lighting and angles, baby. That's what it must have been. Because I was just like, oh, who's this hot piece of meat? And then he got out. I was like, oh, it's Chirag. And he's mad that his mom is going to marry Sonny Ahuja. Marrying my uncle? I'm sorry. I just got huge Hamlet vibes. I mean, that's fair because he has been away somewhere else, it seems. And he's sad and wears eye makeup and all black. But anyway, they get in a bit of a fight. He's like, don't marry Sonny. And she's like, why don't you just leave then? Because I'm going to anyway. And then he says, it kind of sucks. You're still left with me, right? And that sucks. Yeah, because he sucks as a son and the other son was great. So Shirag goes away and she pulls out the suicide note again. And Arun's like, it's okay, babe. And again, we're met with a flashback of Tulsi running down the hall to find Ankur's body. And then Arun coming in, and they're very sad. Come back to the present. Shrog's eating alone. And Loveline's like, hey, what's up? You're so nice. We're good friends. This is my boyfriend, Bentley. His name's Bentley. And Shirag is like, that's a stupid name. It's good. I like Shirag saying that his name is stupid to him. You know what I like? That Hello. Bentley's like, Let me tell you a knock-knock joke. I'm a stand-up comedian. I do sets at comedy clubs. This is a guy who's taken, like, one class at Second City and has decided that that is his profession. Knock-knock. I forget what she says, man. I mean, eventually she says who's there. Oh, who's there? Cows go. And then she switches the thing. But how would the knock-knock joke go? Cows go. Cows go who? No, cows go moo. Get off the stage. So anyway, Loveline and Shirag go elsewhere. And she's like touching his hair and being nice to him. And Shirag's just like, I'm not my brother. 
don't touch me. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of weird. Like, I get it's probably the, like, I miss him. Yeah. And you're the closest, like, you understand that connection. But, like, I'd also be weirded out if I was him. Meanwhile, at another part of the party, Tulsi is holding the suicide note again. She just takes it out a lot. And I, I just want her to put it somewhere safe and, like... Laminate it, maybe. What if it rips? What if you get a stain on it? And to juxtapose with that, we've got Loveline dancing on stage, and then Mr. Ahuja comes up on stage and starts dancing, and then Bentley's like, knock, knock, time for me to do jokes on stage. Yeah, I guess this is like the wedding party, the pre-wedding party. This is the, like, reception. No, wait, reception's after. This is like the rehearsal dinner, I guess. I I don't know. I don't know wedding tradition. Oh, yeah, you're right. And Bentley makes this really rude joke about how some people would call a bar home. And he's like, like that guy. And he's like referencing Shirag. Megan, do you not know people like this? Oh. Wait, wait I'm I, sorry. <laughs> like, people joke like this all the time, Megan. Bad people. But, like, this is, like, I hate my wife humor that, like, a bunch of office dudes do. Okay, but the difference is, he doesn't know Chirag. Yeah, Megan. But he knows that Chirag's brother is dead. Sure. That's not a joke you make about someone whose brother No, died. you don't. But Bentley sucks shit. Yeah. And I think that guys who have humor like that suck shit, too. Yeah. Anyway, Loveline's like, hey, talk to me, talk to me. And Shirag won't talk to her. And then she's like, he's all I can think of, too. And Shirag just comes back with, I'm sure Volkswagen would be thrilled to hear that. Well, Loveline's going to drink her sorrows away. So she grabs a full bottle from behind the bar and leads Shirag away, where I'm sure nothing bad will happen. Yeah. Mr. Padar is there. I don't understand who he is. He's just, he's a government liaison. Oh, he's a government liaison? I did not. Yeah, he's, it's like kind of like. He's like EPA being like, ah, your seeds. You know how like deals between businesses have to be like above board with the government? Uh Uh-huh. Allegedly. Yeah, it's interesting because Mr. Padar is just like, I don't like that the Ahuja family built this, but Tulsi's family owns the shares. And then he's like, nah, it'll be fine now, because now it's all your name, so you'll get all the credit again. Hooray. So Chirag and Loveline are having a conversation. She is lamenting the brother's death, and Chirag is just like, cool, great, if you cared about him so much, why didn't you do anything about his death? She's like, what could I have done? He killed himself. And Chirag's just like, he didn't. The note says daddy and I love you. And we never called our father daddy. But you know who is called daddy? Your father. Your dad got scared and your dad killed him. She, of course, doesn't take this well. And she's just like, are you accusing my father of murdering your brother? Would you do that to his face? No, you wouldn't, because you're a coward, and you know what he'd do to you and that gold-digging mother of yours. And then Shirag says, 
I'll rip your tongue out for saying that and goes to attack her. Now on stage, Mr. Ahuja, who from now on, I just refer to as daddy in my notes because I know that's what they call him. Sure. He recites a poem he wrote about how your heart should be cautious because love wounds never heal. A yada great, yada. A what great a great, wedding what a great pre-wedding poem. What a friendly guy. And Tulsi's like, this is a great time. Here, Sonny, you should take these secret drugs and you can sniff them off my hand all sexy. Mm. And she looks up in a window and sees her son Shirag covered in blood and is like, oh shit. I gotta go. So she runs up to find that Loveline is not there. But there's a bunch of flesh on the ground and blood on the ground. Yeah, and she starts hitting Chirag in anger for doing this. So as we discussed, she's Tamara. Chirag is Chiron. There isn't a Demetrius. And Loveline would be Lavinia. Lavinia. So in the play... This movie does a good job of making you like the Tamara character more. Because in the play, she's like, Hey, sons, I have a great idea. (laughs) How about you assault and mutilate that Lavinia girl? And we do it because it'll be fun. Yeah, well, in the movie, Chirag does it in a fit of rage, does not do as bad as Chiron and Demetrius do in the play, and Tulsi is mad about it. But you know why she's mad? Because it might ruin her plan. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. Anyway, Arun hugs her and is like, it's okay, just stick to the plan. I'll take care of it. I'll clean the blood. And she like goes to wash her hands. It's kind of Lady Macbeth. I thought that too. She goes to this fountain and washes her hands before she goes back to the party where Bentley is making jokes still. And Mr. Ahuja has given Sonny a gun. Oh, it's great. As a gift. What and he's a, what he, a Bentley's, great guy. Bentley's like, ah, yes, you know why he's doing that? Because you got one last chance to kill yourself before you're trapped in a marriage. Womp womp. I hate my wife. And when Tulsi gets back, she realizes that the drug bag is missing. Where are the drugs? Oh, no. Sonny's like, don't worry, babe. I have drugs. I don't worry about it. I'm not him. wanting for drugs. We'll just get some good shit. So we find Loveline, and she is at her mother's bed. Her mother is- We skipped over We this. skipped over her. She was shown briefly before. She is on bed rest, basically. She's- She's at death's door. She's at death's door. And Arun starts coming up there. Loveline runs and leaves her phone and bag on the bed. <gasps> And we know this because Bentley calls her to be like, what's going on? Where are you, babe? But she left it there. And Arun doesn't check the room. (laughs) It's wild. It's wild. He's looking for her, but he's just not looking well. Bentley in the car is like, fine. Guess she won't call me. Guess I'll just snort these baggy drugs that I found on the ground myself. To be fair, Megan, this is a very Bentley move. It really is. And there is not a Bentley in Titus. I don't know why he was added. So that he could die here, Megan, because he sniffs the cocaine and dies. So, of course, the people who work at the house, when they find the bloody bag and phone on Mrs. Ahuja's bed, and they're like, Mr. Ahuja? 
your daughter uh, is missing and here's blood in her phone. And Sonny immediately is like, it's Bentley. Bentley did it. I hate that guy. He sucks. But they're like, we got to call the cops. We got to do something. And Mr. Who's just like, no, no cops, which is just so shady. Yeah. Why wouldn't you call the cops? Huh? Hmm. Suspicious. Suspicious. That's suspicious. That's weird. Anyway, they're like, sir, what would you like us to do? And he's like, sir, would like this fucker's wedding to get done with. Because he thinks that someone is trying to ruin things before the wedding because during the wedding, the contract will be signed that incorporates all the shares and everything. So he thinks that someone's kidnapping his daughter just to mess up the wedding. wedding. And Sonny, sweet boy Sonny, who is our Saturninus, and Saturninus I don't care about. I don't like Saturninus, but Sonny is a sweet boy and he's like, I hate that that's what he cares about. Sonny does nothing wrong except cocaine. And like, honestly, in that family... That's the least bad. He's just like a genuine guy who does cocaine. And he's just like, you'd think he'd be more worried about his daughter and not so worried about a business deal. His dad throws a glass at his head. Yeah, he's bad. Not Sonny, the dad. Yeah. Mr. Who's just like, I'm gonna go in car. And search for Loveline. Everyone's like, yes, us two. We'll all go in cars. So Tulsi goes to a car with Arun and Arun's like, why did you not tell your son the plan? You (laughs) are messing things up. You could have avoided all of this if you just told him the plan. And across the way is dead Bentley's car. And Arun's like, oh, he goes in there, picks up the drug baggie, closes the door again and is like, here you go. Get this over with now. So Tulsi meets up with Sonny. They have a conversation. That's kind of sad. Yeah. This is a conversation again. Does not happen in Titus. Mm-hmm. She's like, do you even want to marry me? And he's like, what do you mean? Do you want to marry me? What are you getting out of this? Yeah, because he likes her. Yeah. And he's so- like, I'm a mess up. What do you see in What me? do you see? Me- Your son hates me. What about him? This is going to mess him up. And then Tulsi's like, eh, have oh. a bump of cocaine. And she pours it out on the counter of the party area. And I hate that this is my favorite Sunny moment, possibly, <laughs> because she's like, let's do cocaine together and pours it onto the counter. It looks like it's got dirt and stuff in it, which makes no sense, honestly, because it was still in the baggie. But it could just be that the counter had dirt. And he's like, oh, God, no. And he wipes it off. And he's like... No girl of mine is going to be doing crap like this. Only the best for my girl. We'll get you some pure white Colombian shit. It's it's not ideal. It's chivalrous in a way. It is. I don't. But this plan is a bust. This plan is a bust. He's not doing the bad cocaine. He's like, I need to go find my sister anyway. And he goes to get in the car with his dad. And his dad's like, no, take your own car. <laughs> C- come on. Sonny has done nothing wrong. It's weird because like, see, yeah, I guess that's where the Saturninus thing gets messed up is because we have Saturninus as a son of Titus Andronicus. Yeah. Which is not accurate. It should be Saturninus is above Titus in the play. But since we've translated this to a business world, that's not really something that can be there it would be like i'm the managing director of the epa or something which makes no sense and is not an indian thing so we see 
birds. Bites. What do the birds mean, Megan? What does it all okay, mean? Okay, well now the birds are kind of circling their prey. Carrion birds who are following Loveline. Oh yeah, because she's uh, bleeding like, and just crawling through a field. Yeah, and it seems like Sunny is like right there, but like ten seconds behind her. Like he doesn't find her. You no. think that he's going to in the scene? Yeah, like, like have that moment, which would be kind of weird because it's supposed to be Marcus. Marcus. Yeah, but it doesn't happen, so it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Happen. Yeah, which makes sense because this isn't supposed to be about Titus. It's supposed to be about Tamara. We cut to Tulsi, and she's like, Chirag, you have to leave. You you gotta, why are you still here? There's also no pregnancy, Megan. Like, there's no pregnancy subplot in this. Like, yeah, she doesn't have Arun's baby in her. As far as we know, they just chastely hug. <laughs> Loveline makes it back to the house. She starts washing herself in that same fountain that Tulsi was washing her hands in before. She's a good actress, because she looks awful and tired. She looks dead. And then Tulsi's like, oh, there's Loveline right there. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about, where, like, she's the complete opposite of Tamara in this relationship. Because she sees Loveline, she pulls out the bloody rag that is stopping her mouth where her tongue no longer is. And she looks at what her son did, and she starts crying and apologizing. Yeah! (laughs) It's weird because we know spoilers i guess that she wanted to kill everyone yeah i think the thing is though this is cruel this is cruelty this is torture and she's like i would have just killed you and she does because she makes a noose out of the shawl that was she stuck in her mouth i think like does she make the noose out of that I didn't notice. And then she just hangs her. Meanwhile, Loveline is trying to light this candle. And Tulsi's like, don't worry, I've got it. And she lights it for her. And it seems like it's this little snippy move, Mm -hmm. almost. But But she doesn't know it'll be her downfall spoilers. Spoilers! But yeah, so she stages it to look like a suicide. You know, like what happened to Ankur. And Mr. Ahuja climbs the stairs and it's a slow shot of him just climbing up the stairs and all the women of the house are crying at the entrance to the room. And he has a really great performance. He's a good actor. Did you know? Yeah, he's been in a hundred films. Did you know he's good? He's had three film awards and three other awards. He does the thing where he's like, I do not want to go towards that. I don't want to approach her. And then he does, and then he starts hitting himself in, like, despair. And it's just a very good moment where you're like, wait, he's a bad guy. And you have to, like, remind yourself. <laughs> but at the same time, you're like, okay, but Love Lean wasn't really a bad person. She just said one cruel thing about Tulsi. One. Yeah, not two. She called her a gold digger and she called her old. Yeah. Those are very similar, though. But is she a gold digger if she owns 51% that of the company? That was my question. I was like, girl, do you know how math works? Do you know what dividends are? Yeah, he's doing like the Lear thing, like no life, no life. Just stay one more day with daddy, my love. So Arun is like, you really have to kill Sunny like right now. And Tulsi's, Tulsi's like, I am not killing another member of this family while my son is still here to be charged for it. He needs to be on a plane. 
and Aaron's like cool I'll take care of it I take care care. of everything he goes to Mr. Ahuja and is like we found Bentley's body but I don't think it's connected to Loveline but but maybe he did it I don't know Mr. Ahuja's like yeah yeah that could be it and then he looks and sees the lit lamp and is like what is that Nurin's like a lamp a dia and then he goes a shirag because apparently that's another name for lamp. And I'm like, I don't know this language. What a twist. But if it was like, what's that? At a point, it's a bushel of basil. Tulsi. <laughs> but it's funny because Arun's just like, uh, psh, no, no, it's probably just a lamp. You're thinking too far into this. Who's just like, find that dude. And that dude is in a car with his boarding pass. Arun sent him an email. <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. We see Shirag's phone, and it's like, here's your itinerary. Have a great time, basically, son of mine. Hugs and kisses, your daddy dad, Arun. You know? And I'm like, great operational security. It's from Arun at gmail.com. Like, it's very- Cover your tracks. Use a fake email. Use a freaking phone with minutes on it. Use a pseudonym. Like Use cash. Uh, All anyway. of this can be traced back to you, Arun. Tulsi, meanwhile, is doing the best acting of her life. And she's like, hi, Mr. Ahuja. Where's your son? And he's doing a decent acting, being like, what about your son? Is he okay? And she's just like, yeah, he left. Arun put him on a flight to London. You are not communicating your plan with each other no get your story straight because it's like arun says we don't know where shirag is and tulsi says arun put him on a plane like one second after each other and i'm like oh god this is so painful listen i get improv is hard it's okay set your scene yeah set your scene two people who know nothing go Can I get a suggestion from the audience? Arun put Shirag on a plane. Arun put Shirag on a plane. Either you both lie about it, or... You you both both lie about it in a different way. way. (laughs) Anyway, Mr. Ahuja's like, Oh, okay. How about we don't tell Sonny any of this? Let's keep Sonny out of this. Any of it, the love lean stuff. The Shirag stuff, just none of it. We just keep him in the dark. Then he literally like locks the doors to the house to be like, Sonny can't come inside. (laughs) And after he does that and Tulsi's like, okay, goodbye. He sends a text to Shirag that says, mummy's going to pay for what you did. And it is so ominous. Uh Uh-oh, he can't get on that flight. He has to go back. No, and they're doing... Sunny and Tulsi are doing another wedding thing outside. And Mina, who's someone who helps around the house, I think... Yeah. ...sees that Tulsi's getting a call from Shirag and is just like, "Mm -hmm -hmm. don't do anything. And then Shirag tries calling Arun and he doesn't answer either. And I feel so bad for him. And we flash back to the night that we always flash back to. We see Arun giving Podar a bribe from Mr. Ahuja. And Ankur, who went to the other room, sees it and films it. Bad plan, man. And then security is like, hey. That's not cool. Hey, Mr. Podar, come see what this little boy did. 
And Podar is like, oh, Ahuja set this up. He wanted this and was going to like report me. So then we see a little bit later, we see Sonny's perspective of the night. And he sees a bunch of guys carrying a big block of ice. And he's like, hey, guys, what's going on? And they just close the door behind them. Sonny has done nothing wrong. Literally this whole film, I was just going, I really hope Sonny wasn't involved. Because he seems so genuinely innocent. Yeah. Surprise. He's not involved. He's not involved. And I saw that scene and I went, oh, man, he's gonna die. This is another thing where the movie differs from the play. So it seems very obvious to me from that, that Arun works for Mr. Ahuja. Well, he's his lawyer. It's weird because he's supposed to work for Tamara. Yeah, he's playing both sides. It's it's an interesting choice because they do make his character different. They change him in a few ways. And I think that making him on Ahuja's payroll helps facilitate that. So back in the real world time. The future. The future of the present. Sonny is shooting a bunch of target things and apologizing to them. But like not to them, you know. Like, he's just in a bad space. And then Tulsi comes up and is like, hey, babe. And he is really upset. And he's like, I thought you were different. You didn't even tell me about my sister. Like, this was kept from me. And you helped keep it from me. And she's just like, I didn't know what to do. I'm so sorry. But you were spared. It was horrible. Like, I just didn't want you to see it. And then he kisses her. Yay. And I'm sad because I know that she's not in this for actually liking him. And he likes her and she's looking for a time to give him a poison, a, a poisoned cocaine. chalice now because I don't know, cocaine's out the window. Yep. Shirag has turned around and returned to the Ahuja household. Arun is back to the Ahuja household. Mr. Ahuja is in the kitchen. And we who know Titus Andronicus go, oh, okay. Oh, a chef, he's preparing kebabs with sharp sticks. And Arun is like, I'm so sorry, daddy. (laughs) Shirag escaped. What do you want me to do? And Ahuja's just like, have a drink. Let's talk. Let's talk about where you're at, how things are going. And Arun's just like, yeah, I owe you everything. Like, whatever I am is because of you. So you betray me. Yeah, and despite that, you turn against me, huh? And I'm like, oh shit. And so then he pulls out- The text. The text on Chirag's phone. And it's like, hey champion, here's the itinerary. If you need anything, call me Uncle Arun. And I'm like, yeah, I told you not to send the email that way. Cover your track. It's so easy to create an email, Megan. It is. And Arun is just like- I'm the one who does everything. And I'm like, well, then maybe you should do a better. But instead, Mr. Ahusha is just like, okay, the question is, what's your price? Or how far are you willing to go to get what you desire? What is it you want? And Arun says, I want your shares in the company. And Mr. Ahusha responds with, what if I give you her shares? And to that, Arun says, cheers, fucker. Arun doesn't give a shit about anyone. They keep drinking, and it's like this fake, amicable, uh, huh. Mr. Ahuja's just like, why would you protect the person who killed my son? And 
Arun's just like, that's exactly what Tulsi asked me. And he's like, okay, what did you say to her then? And he said the thing that we said at the beginning, which is, I said, be patient, ma'am. You'll find a day to massacre them all. But how was I to know that she would take my word literally? And Mr. Hoosh is like, ah, ah, of course. (laughs) 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 We're friends here. Wash some vegetables, my good friend. And it's like, so she knows everything? Is that what you're saying? And we get another flashback. Because that so she knows everything doesn't sound like he's worried. It sounds like he is thinking that there's more to the story than we know. <gasps> Which is true. So Mr. Ahuja's like, Padar, please, this was a misunderstanding. And Ankur is like, Dude, are you a criminal? Maybe you're a criminal. Why are you paying him off? Maybe you're a bad guy. And like, you say it's not my business, but my family owns more than half of the shares. So yeah, it's our business. And Mr. Ahuja's like, Podar is going to ruin me because of this. (sighs) They lock up Ankur in a shower in the bathroom. And Ahuja turns to Arun and is like, this is on you, fucker. You know what I would do to you in this situation. And so it's Arun who kills Ankur. Bum, bum, bum! We cut back and Arun's like, I was just following your orders, and that's all she needs to know. I've served both families faithfully, so now you owe me. And then... Mina, the lady from before, stabs Arun in the back with a kebab! Kebab stab! Arrowed! Arrowed! Kebabid! And his body is dragged to where the body of Shirag is also tied up, upside down, hanging from the ceiling like some meat. So how's Tulsi doing? Not good. She's got a gun. She's just watching Sunny sleeping, holding a gun, thinking about her dead son. You know. Like you do before your wedding. You know what else you do before a wedding? Prepare a bunch of meat in the kitchen. Just mystery meat. Yummy, yummy. Yeah, Daddy Ahuja is like... Meat time. He's really like, he's getting distracted by all the cooking. There is so much. The wedding's tomorrow. Actually, whoops, the wedding's today. <laughs> it's actually a really great moment. He's just like, I can't stop. The wedding's tomorrow. And Mina's like, the yeah, wedding's today. today. It's today. <laughs> but he's been so busy in the kitchen. So it's the wedding day and there's a bad marching band. Why? Good well, question. I, no, I think it's like in Titus. Oh, the, the, the clowns? The clowns. I think that's what it's referencing. Sure. So it's like what 5 a.m or something yeah and mr ahuja goes out onto the outside the roof area ish and takes out a megaphone and starts waking everyone up and tulsi is like let's just make sure that everything's okay my plan is secure let's text the two people i trust the most and she's like oh aaron what's up is everything okay and he's he's like, like yeah babe of course it is i'm out of town right now but i'll be back soon Shirag, you you good? I have landed, mother. I was on a plane. We will talk later. And she's like, yes. And we cut and it's Mr. Ahuja just texting while preparing the meat. And it's feast time. And he's like, sorry, I missed like the whole ceremony, guys. But I make I made so, so much, much lunch. You guys are going to love it. And they're like, yeah, lunch. Nom, nom, nom. And they're eating it like the parents from Spirited Away. Just 
scarfing it all down. I love this head cheese you made. And he's like, is it good? And Tulsi's like, yeah, it's so good. What's your secret? And he's like, love. (laughs) It's just love. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I got love in my tummy. It's just love. You don't believe me? Let's tell her. Or better, let's show her. And he lifts up the platter cover to show Shirag's head. And Sonny is like, I'm vomiting now. And I feel bad for him. Why does he have to eat it? He's not a bad guy. And he's like, look at all the love I used straight from the heart. And then he walks over to his own son and stabs him in the neck. Just like really absolutely does not give a shit about his son. The sunny thing is very confusing and weird. Well, well, but then he's like, well, this was your plan, wasn't it? You were going to kill Sonny, so it's okay if I kill him. Yeah. And then he's just like, you know what? Where is a rune? Let's call him. He keeps talking to Tulsi, just being like, yeah, you know, Encore didn't commit suicide. You wanted revenge, and I took that on your behalf. And he pulls out Arun's phone to be like, oh, it was Arun who killed your son, actually. And then he's like, we're the same. Okay, actually, I'm just going to read this quote. Well, well, I would like to say, yeah. I mean, I said it before, the two sides of the same coin. And I think that this film does more to make it so that there are more two sides of the same coin than. Titus Andronic is the play. You think they're both bad people. Well, That's about where I go. I go, well, they're both bad people. My problem is we spend too much time with Titus and not enough time with Tamara. And so it becomes a Titus play. And Tamara yeah. becomes a little bit one note villain. And having more time with her, you really do see the similarities between the two characters. Yes. So he goes up to Tulsi and he's like, we are the same Tulsi. Kindred souls, aren't we? Don't look at me like that. Who else can I call my own? Is it you? Will you be mine? And she responds to that by shooting him in the gut. Hell yeah. And then she shoots him two more times. Bam, bam. And so she's completed her goal. Yep. And how does she celebrate? She slumps down onto the floor. And then goats! No, you forgot someone else who's alive which is Mrs. Ahuja, who's just been, you know, like a wheelchair this whole scene. And she's just crying silently as she's just watched all of this happen. That sucks. I'm like, I wish she died a week ago for her sake. What if Tulsi just like shot her oxygen tank and blew everyone (laughs) up? So yeah, goats come in and they start eating the feast. But on the table, it's really just like lettuce and fruit. The meat somehow is all gone. Because it wasn't real. And yeah, that's how it ends. I mean, like literally, it, it doesn't like have a resolution or... I mean, what resolution is needed? She's got no one. Well, Megan, you have to have the kid from before. No, there's no kid. Meet Aaron no. in a coliseum. And there has to be a speech, and then the kid walks off with the baby, and you're like, what? No, No, it it just ends. Yeah. So. We did it? Let's talk about this as an adaptation. Okay. I really like, as you've mentioned very recently, how much this focuses on Titus and Tamara as foils, and gives her character much more to do. My problem is... She really isn't much of a protagonist in that it seems like she's just floating through it. I want her to have a little bit more vitriol 
Yeah, like, there's a lot of Arun spurring her on in this. While in the play, Tamara, as you said, is pretty evil. I wish she just had, like, a moment besides when she shot him. Or maybe if she said something. You know how in uh, Princess Bride... When Inigo Montoya finally kills the six-fingered man and says, I want my father back, you son of a bitch. I wanted, like, a moment like that when she shot him. I just wish I had, like, a button on it. I know it's supposed to be like, well, I went through this whole revenge and I got nothing out of it. Like, that's the problem, is that's kind of what Titus is about. Yeah, it's that it's a pointless endeavor. Yeah, But also... It would be cool. <laughs> but also, I feel more bad for her than I do for him at this point. I mean, point. but that's the thing, is in Titus, you feel more bad for Titus than you do for her. Yeah. It's just a little flip. Like, I really think that this film was just to be like, it's the same theme and the same feelings, but you like this character more this time. Yeah, that's fair. I think earlier, I would have liked her to have more drive. That's my thing. I like that the ending, she's just like, I guess I did it, apparently. But I wish earlier she was like, I want to do this. Aaron is a worse character. I wish there was more of a twist about who did it. Like, because I was just like, what if it was Loveline? I thought that would have been interesting if she purported like this whole time that she loved Encore. And then it turns out that she was following her daddy's orders to the T. And then like she died and she killed her. Yeah, but it's still Titus Andronicus and they can't have Lavinia do that. But like, imagine if it turns out that it was Loveline the whole time and so she got her revenge a while ago but didn't realize it. But like everyone else died in the unfortunate aftermath of that quote-unquote cover-up death. What if it was Mr. Podar the whole time? That would have been bad, Megan. It would have just been like what if it was Bentley the whole time? A character oh. who only showed up after Encore died because he wanted Loveline's love. Oh, yeah. No, that. honestly, I think the film did it well. I'm sad that Aaron didn't have a baby because that's what makes me like Aaron. Oh, also, uh, he should curse out Christians. He could do that. Like, that's also a reason why you like Aaron, that he's like a, a freaking anarchist like all of your codes and ethics are bullshit to me i guess that's why i like it maybe that's why i like Aaron. maybe i'm projecting i mean that's kind of like he kind of does that in the kitchen scene where he's just like yeah no i work for no one i work for me i do whatever will get me what i want Ryan. yeah can you tell me what william shakespeare might have thought about this film can we first decide the mvp Oh, and also we have to give thanks. All right, MVP, Megan. Who's your MVP? Tiska Chopra as Tulsi. I agree. So they did a really good job. I didn't mention this. I think they did a great job of making interesting names that correlate to the name. Tulsi. Tulsi Tamara. But I'm curious because Tulsi's last name is Joshi. Yeah. Is that supposed to be just like goth? (laughs) I have no idea. But yeah, that I just I I we never mentioned it. I like how they did the names. I think it worked. Do so you want to know what I think Shakespeare would say if he saw this film? I do. I think he'd look at the film and look at the director and writing team and say, "Come and take choice of all my library. I will most willingly attend you." 
Oh, so that's like he's saying, like, do another adaptation. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to see something else from the point of view of the bad guy. Cool. I like it. I mean, we don't really get that that often, like a bad guy's perspective. It's interesting because we've now done this twice in a row. Well, with Rosalind and now. Yes. But this is a bad guy. But this is a bad guy. It's different. That was a character who wasn't in the play. I want like an (laughs) Iago. No, he's racist. Um... I, Claudia? No, I don't like Claudia. Damn it. This is really the best one. Yeah. I mean, though, I would honestly love to see a Titus from Aaron's perspective. I mean, yeah. Because he's so interesting. I, Paris? No. (laughs) Trying to think of another. I, Edmund would be good. Yes. Okay. That's the one I want. I want to hear from Edmund's perspective. Get on it, filmmakers. Chop, chop. So we had a couple of new bar resolutions, New Year's bar dilutions, and we didn't really do any of them. Any of them. Yeah. So let's just give thanks for what we did do, Megan. I am thankful that we covered at least three foreign language films this year. I'm grateful that we covered a new film pretty shortly after it was available publicly. Yeah. Usually we're like playing catch up for 20 years. Yeah, that's good. We did some things this year. We did some things and there's always next year. Marquez, what would you rate The Hungry? I would rate The Hungry two pun names that I enjoyed, which was Tulsi and Chirag. Out of the three that I could catch in the film, which I think that Bentley is one considering he died in his car. So that's like two out of three. It's more than that, but I just wanted to be clever. I would rate it the 80% of water that make makes up the brain that you would <gasps> eat if you were eating all the edible parts of your enemy. I think that's just about going to do it for us here on Avant Bard. If you like what you heard, you can follow us on all social media platforms at Avant Bard Pod. And if you really liked what you heard, you can support us financially at patreon.com slash Pod. We also have a website up now at bit.ly slash Bard. Bloopers for this episode will be posted on Patreon next week. But until then, we will see you a rune. No, uh, Anon. <laughs> Avant Bard is created by Matthew James Marquez and Megan Charlow. To support the show, visit patreon.com slash avantbardpod. We would like to thank Riley Allen for the creation of our theme music, Cloverkin for our logo artwork, and everyone in the audience for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Avant Bard, you can visit us on all social media platforms at Avant Bard Pod. Don't eat people.